Welcome back, everybody, to another chapter of Keeper of Lost Cities. Again, I am very sorry it took so long to record another chapter. I have been very, uh, very busy with baseball. Um, so I'm I'm sorry about that. But um, I think I, I'm gonna do something different with this um chapter. I'm gonna be um. I think I added some music to it. Um, so, uh, tell me if you guys like me adding music to it. I, it's either in between or during while I'm reading. Uh, I don't know. So, um, here we go. Chapter 32. The hearing, the hearing was in Eternalia, in the tribunal hall. A blue banner flew from the dome, just like it had the first time Fitz took Sophie there. But this time, it was for her. Sophie sat next to Alden on a raised platform facing the twelve empty thrones of the counselors. Behind her sat Grady and Adeline. Dex, Sir Aston, Danielina, and Elwyn. Grady and Adeline. Oh. Behind her sat Grady, Adeline, Dex, Sir Aston, Danielina, and Elwyn. Everyone remotely involved with the contestants' contestants' incident. The rest of the enormous room was empty. The proceedings had been closed to the public. A rare. I mean, a rare like way the tribunal was held, but Alden explained that anything involved. And anything involving quintessence had to be kept top secret. Each throne had a name carved across the top. Orleans had a velvet cushion and a heart-shaped back covered in a pink tourmaline. Kenrick was a sturdy and simple, made of polished wood and crusted with large pieces of amber. Bronte was plain, silvery dotted with on- onyx. The rest were names she never heard. Clarette, Velia, Turkin, Tariq, I mean, Loria, Emery, Ramia, Darik. Sorry, I have a friend named Derek, so I'm just going to call Derek, Derek, sorry. Noland, and, um... Zevarin. Their names alone were intimidating. She tugged out a loo- and an eyelash and flicked it away. And more, a mere two hours had passed since the moment Sophie showed Sir Aston the glowing bottle, but it felt like everything had slowed. Everything had changed. Foxfire was evacuated, and. A first in its 3,000-year history. A special task force moved the contestants to an undisclosed location. Now she sat in the capital city on trial for violating a major law. Bronte was probably salivating over the chance to convict her. Sophie sat up straighter, and a dozen goblins marched into the room and stationed themselves in front of the thrones. She remembered from Limbarian, but she'd forgotten how huge they were. Bodyguards for the counselors, Alden, Alden explained. 
her eyes focused on the strange sword-like weapons slung through their belts, and she couldn't help wondering what the counselors needed protection from. Alden was always saying how safe their world was. A loud fanfare blasted through the room, and everyone rose, and the counselors appeared in front of their thrones, dripping in jewels, draped in gleaming silver capes, and crowned with circlets. They made human royalty look like amateurs. Sophie's lunch turned in her stomach. Please be se- please be seated, announced a counselor with shoulders, shoulder-length black hair and eyes that matched the sapphires in his crown. His throne sa- said Emery across the top. Thank you for coming on such short notice. We shall begin with you, Miss Foster. She stood and gave the world's most ungrateful curtsy. Orly moved to Sophie's side, placing a hand on her shoulder and holding her her hand with the other. Answer my questions honestly, and there will be no problems. Emery warned. Sophie nodded. The fear... The fear... Hmm? Sophie nodded, the fear so consuming she wondered if she would be sick. She kept her eyes away from Bronte, knowing if she caught his cold glaze, she might lose it. Where did you learn of the of the existence and location of Elementan? I didn't know. Her voice trembled. Emery glared at Orly. She nodded. What made you look for it? My universe homework? Sir Aston caught behind her, like he was unhappy with her answer. What was it about your homework that made you think it? Emery asked. Honestly, it just sounded right. Orly nodded again, and Sophie finally understood. Orly was reading her emotions. A living, breathing lie detector. You have, have you any idea what to use quintessence for? Emery asked. Consider your answer carefully, Miss Foster. This is critical. She racked her brain. There was something there, an idea so fuzzy she couldn't make sense of it. I don't know. Orly? Emery asked when Orly frowned. She's confused, she said in her fragile voice, but not lying. Emery nodded and closed his eyes, placing his hands against his temples. His le- her legs felt like jello, but somehow she hobbled back to her seat beside Alden. Sir Aston, Emmy said, as Sir Aston jumped out of his chair, Ollie returned, returned to her throne. A telepath could monitor Sir Aston's thoughts for honesty. His mind wasn't impenetrable like Sophie's. What stars was she assigned? They were, uh... Sir Aston cleared his throat and fidgeted. I believe they were Emery's side. Emery's side echoed off the walls. Do you remember, Miss Foster? She leaped to her feet and gave another awkward curtsy. Yes, it was Argentino. Wait. Argento. Arifrania. Penisi. Mercarion. Stigus and Acromane. 
Emmy closed his eyes. Can you repeat those one more time? Slower? She did, noticing that Kenrick was plotting the stars on a map. She sucked in a breath. Who created this list? Emery demanded, glaring at Kenrick. I'm not certain, Sir Austin admitted, cowering. All of the universe mentors submit them. And it was one of the lists I made. That's convenient. Oh, and it wasn't one of the lists I made. That's convenient, Bronte scoffed. Sophie's gaze followed his voice against her better judgment. She shivered. He looked even more frightening at seated in his jeweled throne. Emery held up his hand, and Bronte fell silent. Who's assigned her that list? Who assigned her the list? The velvet fold of her voice hardened, but his face remained expressionless. The lists are assigned at random, random, Sir Aston stammered. It was pure chance. Emery closed his eyes, rubbing his temples. Are you aware of any connection between those stars and Elementine? Sir Aston shook his head. I know nothing about Elementine, except its name. Thank you, Emery motioned for everyone to sit. The room fell silent again. What's going on? Sophie whispered to Alden. Emery meditates, uh, wait, uh, um, wait, Emery monitors their discussion telepathically. He's only spoken once they've He'll only speak once they've reached a, um, uh, like, something that they all like. Sorry, I can't pronounce it again. Um, so that the council always presents a united front. She supposed that made sense, but she felt sorry for Emery. He looked like he would need some strong aspirin after this. Enough, Emery ordered holding his hands out like stop signs after what felt like an eternity. We have reached a decision. It, it It's not anonymous. He, it's not anonymous. He glared at Bronte. But in this situation, it does need to be. It does not need to be. Please rise, Miss Foster. She leaned on Alden for support. What you did was very dangerous and violates one of our most fundamental laws. But we do not believe your actions were intentional, and because of that, you will not be held accountable. You will return to Foxfire tomorrow, and not and no mention will be made of this tribunal. Sophie released the breath she'd been holding. Alden squeezed her hand. She was safe. It was over. No one will know the details of this incident, or Miss Foster's involvement. Emery continued, addressing the others in the room. The official story will be that a suspicious substance was found, removed, and destroyed. No further details will be given. Is this understood? Everyone murmured uh, agreement. Good. And Lord Alden? Alden held Emery's gaze and nodded. Thank you for your assistance with the matter. Emery motioned for everyone to rise. The Count's 
That concludes the tribunal. Did I get a new lamp? No, I didn't. There we go. Uh, sorry, give me a second. Never mind. I'm sorry, Sophie said for the millionth time to create an airline in Dex as they made... As they met her in Alden outside the tribunal hall, she wished she'd never have to set foot in the terrifying building again, but she knew she'd be back in the end of the year. Her knees shook at the thought. Dex grinned. Are you kidding? This has been the coolest day ever. I'd finally get to see it Eternalia. Foxfire was evacuated. I missed the great Gulon incident three years ago, but I bet it had nothing on this. What was the great Gulon incident? She asked. Alden cleared his throat. Perhaps we can discuss this another time. There's still a few things Sophie and I need to do. Grady and Alden exchanged a quick look, and Grady nodded. We'll take Dex home. Where should I let him? Where should I tell his family he's been all afternoon? The adults got their story straight, and Dex leaned towards Sophie, a huge smile dimpling his cheeks. Will Fitz get to know about what really happened today? I doubt it. Excellent. I finally know something Wonderboy doesn't. She couldn't help laughing. Come on, Dex, it's time to go, Grady interrupted. He looked at Sophie and smiled. See you at home, kiddo. I went and flashed away, leaving Sophie alone with Alden. Come on, Sophie, let's take a walk. That is the end of chapter 32. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this chapter, and I will try and upload again tonight. Um, bye, everyone.